0: If you're a natural born marketer, you're one lucky son of a gun. If you're like most people, marketing, especially online marketing, is about as appealing as standing in a police lineup. The MayCreate team of creatives has transformed websites and digital marketing from craptastic to fantastic since 2005. Our podcast, Marketing with Purpose, makes sense of marketing so you can make purposeful decisions instead of carrying on with the same old crap you've been doing. And now your host, Monica Pitts, founder of Create, with another episode on how to make your marketing not suck.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Construction Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts, and I am, well, I've been kind of hosting these episodes a little bit on an island for a little while, but we have my cohort Stacy with us today. I mean, and we also have Len Tenges from AGC Missouri. And so he's president of AGC of Missouri. And today we're gonna to talk about using tech to hire construction employees. And I'm pretty excited about digging into this topic. So to kick ourselves off, um, Lynn, why don't you tell us a little bit about AGC and what you do there?
2: Happy to. Thanks for the opportunity to be part of the podcast today. Um, AGC of Missouri is a statewide construction association. Uh, We basically serve the entire state of Missouri other than the Kansas City marketplace. Uh, We represent both building contractors and highway contractors. We have over 500, we have about 530 firms that belong to AGC of Missouri statewide. Uh, We provide Uh, advocacy, legislative services. We provide networking opportunities. We provide training and workforce uh, issues, Uh, safety training, uh, inclusion, uh, diversity services, and uh, labor relations uh, service for those folks who uh, uh, choose to work uh, with a collective bargaining agreement. So we basically have a, a phone with about 50 apps on it. That is, that is the best analogy for uh, what AGC of Missouri does. You've got a lot of different opportunities to participate and it's just up to uh, each one of those members to decide what flavor they need.
1: So one of the things that we were talking about before we came on the air was just the need for using technology in hiring and like what is bringing that about? Like, tell us a little bit about what the hiring market looks like right now. I mean, I know what it's like in my universe and it's not easy. Like Stacy okay. and I have been in so many interviews over the last year hiring people. So tell us what it looks like in the construction industry.
2: Well, in our strategic plan, uh, the, the primary, one of the primary things in our strategic plan is workforce recruitment, and we are having to go to every place we can to look for people for construction industry. For years, uh, the construction industry has not had the most positive image of working with your hands and actually building something. People are uh, a lot more enamored with a four-year college degree. There's nothing wrong with a four-year college degree, but at the same time, there's nothing wrong with a technical or trade career either. I think a lot of parents blanch when their child comes and says, oh, I'd like to be a carpenter. Or I'd like to be a pipe fitter. Or I'd like to uh, work on a paving crew. Uh, they're like, oh my God, why do you want to do that? Why don't you go to college? Why don't <laughs> you get all these side degree? You know, uh, you know why, why would you in, in your wildest dreams want to do that? So we fight that image all the time, and we also uh, have to look everywhere we can, and hence technology is, is uh, playing a more important role as we have to look into various places to find the workers we need. I met with one of our contractors not that long ago and said, I could start another paving crew tomorrow. I've got the work, I've got the contracts i've got the equipment if i could find 11 people i would hire them tomorrow and start another paving crew and that is not just one person saying that it's pretty much across the board
1: it is and stacy and i hear that from our clients all the time stacy yeah. i know that you spend a lot of time helping people plan out websites and you know marketing campaigns that will help them talk about themselves um, one of the things that I would love to just highlight for a second is the awesome parts of working in the construction industry because I've interviewed yeah. so many people about the jobs that they have to offer and I really feel like they start at a much higher base pay than a lot of even four-year graduate starting like entry-level positions would. And also I feel like there's a lot of opportunities for advancement in your industry. You guys have great benefits. You have great time. Like there's periods of the year where, you know, if you're working outside, you don't have to work. I'm like, it's, it's like great.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I, I, well, and you're right. I mean, there is a lot. I started as a carpenter apprentice, I I was one of those, uh, People that did drop out of college, I went to college for one year. It just did not resonate with me. It didn't appeal with me. My mom could have killed me. I dropped out of college when I was 19 and I started working at the trade. And my wife uh, says to me, has said it many times, the first day you came home from the apprenticeship training, it was like the light bulb clicked. All of a sudden you were motivated. You found what you wanted to do. And I, you know, I worked with my tools for a number of years. I started uh, teaching some night classes. I got involved with the association. So even though I'm sitting here today behind a desk with a blue collar shirt on, uh, I I was a blue collar worker for a number of years, and that time that I spent at the trade was extremely, extremely rewarding. Many great memories and. Uh, really skills that uh, it, it's like learning to swim. Once you learn how to work with your hands, it's something you never forget. It's very satisfying, for, certainly uh, satisfying from a, a benefits and a revenue uh, perspective, but also uh, just just in, uh, as a person, personally.
3: I think there's so many people that are forced into this college thing and it's just not for everyone. It's really not. And I think that normalizing that it's okay not to go to college or to go to a tech school or something like that would just be really great advancement in our labor force. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I mean, a a big part of it has to do with the system. I mean, uh, high school administrators and principals, uh, you know, you you manage to what you're measured on and how many times at, at graduation, do we re, uh, have this great big ceremony everybody gets their caps and gowns when they walk across the stage at high school and it's what percentage of these uh, graduates are going on to higher education? Oh my God, that, that's like the most honorific thing, if 90 or 95% or whatever percentage of the uh, graduates are going on to a four-year institution when in fact, uh, if you look at the numbers, uh, only about 30 to 35% of folks who finish high school actually uh, make it or continue on to pursue a full four-year degree. So what about the other 65%? So we're it's sort of this lost majority out there uh, that end up stumbling, whether they end up in the military, whether they end up in a, uh, you know, I know in your particular line of work, I know a lot of folks will go to a community college and get their two year, uh, or, they, or they'll hang in there long enough to get their Microsoft certificate or whatever sort of certificate they need, and boom, they go find a job. Um, or we get people to come into the into the trade. So mm-hmm. uh, it's unfortunate that uh, the folks at that uh, secondary level don't pay a little more attention to construction careers. And that's something that we're working hard on as an association.
1: And so now it's like you're bridging the communication gap and you're trying to get in front of people where they are right? Because we want to catch people when they're in the middle of a transition or considering a new career um, or just considering a career in general, right? And almost all those people are now hanging out online (laughs) (laughs) because because there's like, you know, that's that's where we find things. I know that like everyone that we've hired with the exception of one person, we found online in the last year. So they're all out there. Um, So Stacey, why don't you kick us off with some of these like really pointed um, tech to hire questions? Absolutely.
3: So Lynn, I would love to hear from you and hear about why you think it is important for companies to start incorporating technology when they're trying to hire in the construction industry.
2: Well, I think for for a lot of reasons. Number one, I think that uh, trying to uh, Technology allows us to bring what is going on on a job site into, onto a person's desk or into their eyes and ears in a way that there's no replacement for actually being in a quarry and watching a blast go off or being walking on a bridge while it's under construction. But that's very unrealistic, uh, it's, it's unfortunately, that's a small part of what we can actually do to have students or people uh, do that. So whether, uh, so using, using technology, using the website is, is one way. Uh, we have a, a website that we have uh, put up, it's called uh, Missouri.byf.org and BYF stands for build your future Mm-hmm. And uh, that is open to God in the world. There are a lot of states have, have put these websites up now uh, that they have information about, you know, if, if young people say they want to get into construction, quite frankly, they don't know the difference between an iron worker and a sheet metal worker. They don't know the difference between a brick mason or a cement mason. And there are differences. They're totally yeah. different skill sets and they don't understand what those are. So by going to this missouri.byf.org, there are videos that illustrate what each craft does. There are trading cards that describe uh, in in language or in written uh, form, what some of the skills are that are required. Uh, there are charts there that show um, what the pay is, what the benefits are, what the pay ranges are for each one of these crafts. Uh, we have a list of all the different institutions across the state of Missouri that can that are entry portals into uh, construction careers. So those things, it, it'd be impossible for us to get that out to every student and, and everybody who needs it or parents. Mm-hmm. So uh, having that technology portal is big. At the same time, um, a lot of our folks are using technology for professional careers. I mean, they need estimators and project managers and accountants and clerical support staff members and all the other components of you know, safety professionals. All those things that they need uh, to make up a, a construction company, and you and I know the days of putting a classified ad in the newspaper are way in the rearview mirror, and uh, so using uh, <laughs> online online things uh, for that are are critically important. I did uh, just a couple of weeks ago. I uh, was at a meeting, and uh, there are in terms of trying to get students interested in uh, careers, construction careers. Uh, the use of virtual reality goggles now is something that some, some folks are, are moving to that uh, uh, there are folks that are doing uh, 360 videos. And quite frankly, uh, you can take a box with 20 sets of uh, VR goggles in it ship it to a school, all the students put on the goggles so they're not sitting there looking at their iPhone or looking out the window. (laughs) They have the goggles on and they log in to this virtual reality presentation of sitting in a cab of an excavator and watching the controls go or uh, uh, walking through a, a sheet metal duct uh, and, and, you know, having all that sort of thing. So that allows us not only to get into schools, but quite frankly, it allows us to get into uh, correctional institutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, those folks uh, need jobs also when they get out. There's no way we're going to get them out to a job site. Mm-hmm. Uh, so by use of, of some of this, uh, uh, virtual reality technology, it's another opportunity for us to bring the job site, anything we can do to bring the job site in front of people so they can catch the excitement of of what it's really like. And it's not just reading it out of a book or hearing it from a teacher who wouldn't, you know, has never been on a job site either. Mm-hmm. So that, that the, the technology really allows us to bridge that gap much more effectively than we ever could in the past.
3: It sounds like education is sort of the key. So we talked about how college isn't for everyone, but educating students that there is more out there is really the key. However, it's, I mean, when you say, okay, we want to reach all students in Missouri and that's virtually impossible. Well, it sounds daunting. doesn't So does technology... So I, th- I think I have two follow-up questions. Does technology replace that like face-to-face recruitment? And then also, how do you get out to those people? Are there specific groups that companies can start targeting to get this message out?
2: Um, technology doesn't replace it, but it's, it allows us a broader reach. We, we still are doing career fairs. Uh, We have three career fairs coming up. Uh, In addition to this Build Your Future, which is the website, we are starting some Build My Future events, which are actual career fairs. So we'll have a career fair in Springfield. We'll have a career fair in Columbia. We'll have a career fair in St. Louis uh, where uh, students can come and have a, a visit Contractors and uh, where it's applicable, trade union representatives or apprentice programs or or current technical education schools are there, so that the students can actually see, talk, you know, put their hands on some concrete, drive some nails, uh, do some things that are that are uh, tactile. Uh, you can't do that on a website. You can't learn how to swim on the internet. You know, you have to get mm-hmm. in the water. So uh, that that is that is so so we're doing a combination of both. But but as I said, I think uh, with uh, COVID related issues uh, mm-hmm. recently, uh, getting large groups together, we had to cancel these Build My Future things for the last two years. So that's two years that we're lost there. And I think also the technology allows us to get it to the parents because obviously. Uh, the parents uh, or the family are key elements in helping a student make a a choice. So we can have the things at the school, we can do those, but uh, getting it out to the parents is a big thing. As as far as uh, company participation as individual companies, uh, certainly I think uh, it's an extremely daunting task for them to assemble the information that we have done as a trade association. So any employer watching this, they don't need to be a member of AGC of Missouri. I'd certainly love it if they were, but anybody who's watching or listening to this doesn't need to be a member to put a link on their website to missouri.byf.org. And they've automatically got a recruitment portal set up. They've got a place to go start uh Uh, advertising for workers or providing information. And they can certainly augment that uh, with their own particular jobs that they may have open or whatever. So I think that companies companies can do it on their own, but it's why reinvent the wheel, I guess, is the way I look at it.
3: Yeah, and they absolutely can do it on their own, but so many of them don't have the resources to do that, and you're really providing that resource. So that's a wonderful.
2: And yeah, they can take it. They can take it and tailor it. I mean, if they if they choose to build a, a somewhat basic sort of a, a thing about their company and the openings they have and the opportunities and the benefits and things that are specific to their firm uh, they can certainly embed this link in there and, uh, that takes them to a, to a broader perspective.
3: So do you think that, um, the way that companies sell themselves also has an impact on people wanting to come to work for in the construction industry, but for a specific company?
2: I, I really think it, I really think it does. I think that, uh, the young people are, the, the, the average worker today is not the same construction worker that showed up 40 years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. AGC of America has started a program called Culture of Care. And Culture of Care is a big shift, I think, for the construction industry. When I worked at the trade, when I started as an apprentice, it was basically a culture of, I don't care. I don't care what you want. Here's the way it's going to be. Right. Um, that is not the worker that's showing up today. That is that is a, a totally different type of individual we're dealing with. So uh, things having to do with uh, mental health issues, with financial issues, uh, with family issues, um, you know, with with uh, racial and gender issues, all those things have to be taken into account. It takes a whole different management set. Uh, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, uh, a superintendent or a foreman has to be much more tuned into this to just bark out orders, uh, doesn't work. I mean, you get, you get a lot of uh, turnover. Some people will respond to that, but I think in the, in the world we live in today, that's not the way you're going to manage a job and keep people. So having that that different approach to recruiting is one thing, but you have to have a different approach to retaining people also. Uh, it doesn't do you any good to bring people in the door if they're gone two or three weeks later because the boss yelled at them or they couldn't get daycare or... Um, Whatever else may be there, there's there's that follow-up component that a company needs to be mindful of, also.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Retaining an employee and getting an employee to come to work for you is far more of a sales process, I think, than it used to be. And I don't think we always look at it that way.
2: Correct. I mean that that's I think in this uh, in the visits I'm making with uh, our members. I mean. Uh, this this one individual I was talking to said, if I could get somebody that would show up four days a week, I'd be elated. I'd hire him tomorrow. You know, so it, I, I, I and this was a what you would consider a crusty old construction guy. And yeah. I, when he said that, I, I was shocked. Uh, I, it just blew me away. It's like that is you know, it used to be if you couldn't be there six days a week.
1: Uh, you know, they didn't you. want
2: to. You. Uh, so I, I think that that the smarter companies are the folks who are going to succeed in the future are are more responsive and have a better uh, uh, balance of the attention that they pay to retention and recruitment concurrently.
3: hmm. What do you think happens if we don't. What do you think happens if we don't start using technology to hire employees?
2: I think if you don't use technology to employees, you're going to be left in the dust. I don't think you can rely on word of mouth. I, I think if you think small, you're going to stay small. I think that uh, making the investment in technology, making the investment in and building a strong website, uh, making the investment in having a strong social media presence, uh, doing those sort of things. 90% of the young people today, everything we do has to be mobile. Everything has to be enabled to be able to look at on the cell phone or the iPad or the tablet or whatever. So uh, using those uh, technologies is, is quite frankly, in many instances, the only way Uh, You're going to reach out to people using just word of mouth or trade advertising or family members or whatever that that, that'll work to some extent, but that's not going to, if you're relying on that to populate your entire workforce. It's not going to happen.
1: Right. We just don't know enough people to find everyone that we need. Really? Uh, Drive up and
2: down, drive up and down the street, look at every fast food restaurant, look at every uh, mechanic shop, look at every store. I mean, that you can't, sticking a sign up on the outside of the building isn't going to, you're not going to have people knocking on your door coming in to want to run a paver or a jackhammer or a a crane. Uh, You know, those are sophisticated jobs that require some sophisticated training and just somebody stumbling in off the street. Is that really what you want for that? You're going to put somebody construction has become a very sophisticated industry. You've got computer controlled equipment. You've got uh, a lot of safety requirements as as things have gotten bigger and processes have changed. You, You have to have some pretty good cognitive skills and I'm not going to take somebody that just uh, walked in because they saw a sign on the outside of my building and stick them on a couple hundred thousand dollar piece of equipment and say, here, have at it. Um, that, that, that is uh that, that requires some active recruitment and some active training and retention.
3: Well, and too, I think that even in the last year and a half, we've seen that you can't post a sign on your door and get anybody, really, because people aren't going into places and they don't see those things. And so we can use that technology to bridge that gap and get out in front of them because almost every one of them is on their smartphone.
2: Exactly. That That's why something like these uh, uh, VR glasses is the opportunity to actually take the job site to people mm-hmm. or the websites allow you to bring the job site onto somebody's phone or onto their laptop. Uh, so those sort of portals are the things that we need to have uh, investing in and we're continuing to invest in uh, to satisfy the industry needs. It's an it's, uh, all in approach. We all have to work on this together.
3: And so we've talked a lot about the education side of it and getting people interested in construction. So I would love to spend a little bit of time talking about the physical hiring of people and using, you know, tech and using things to, to make that process easier. Um, I know one thing that I see when I talk to, to clients often is that they, ha- they have to ha- have somebody come in to actually apply. Or they have to physically print something off to apply. And I know many, many people who don't have the ability to do either one of those things because either they don't have a printer at home or they are working another job that they can't get away from. Can you tell me a little bit about some of the technology that you see in the industry to kind of bridge that gap? And actually get applicants in the door who've already decided to work in construction.
2: Well, you know, construction, unfortunately or fortunately, is a project that you know the working from home option is not an option. You've got to be at the job site. You can't uh, uh, you can't perform a, you can't put in a sewer line uh, from home. You've got to be on the job site. So. I would say our industry right now is still, I think some companies have gone to somewhat of an online application, but quite frankly, uh, so much of it still requires a person to come to a, an apprenticeship registration center or come to a company job site, or to come to a, a company office, complete whatever forms. I mean, I'm sure some folks are using uh, a kiosk. I know that at, at one of our apprentice programs, there's a kiosk set up where people come in and log in and, you know, enter their application information and those sort of things. But they've got to be there in person in, in many, in most instances to to enter, enter a construction job.
1: I feel like, oh, sorry. I would say I feel like that um, one of the things that I wish um, and we talk with our construction clients about it is showing the flexibility that you do have. Like we know that workers value flexibility and what they don't understand is that working from home is not the only form of flexibility that you can offer as a business. And I feel like even just helping our clients transition to offer online applications is just one way that we can already show that we offer this form of flexibility because it's not, there's, there's construction crews running day and night. So you honestly have a flexible schedule because you can pick when you want to work, right? Um, And if you need time off, you have sick leave when you have to pick your kid up from school. I mean, like, so there's, there is flexibility built in. I'm just not sure that people are doing a very good job of expressing it. Um, because it's not just about working from home. It, there's other well, ways to be flexible.
2: <laughs> I, I think when you talk about a dynamic career, construction certainly is a dynamic career in that regard, because you do have the, number one, You you don't build the same project over and over and over again. You're not like you're working in a bank where you're processing checks or you're an accountant where you're balancing the books at the end of every month. Every job is different. Every day is different. The temperature is different. The weather conditions are different. Uh, the temp, uh, you know, the people you're working with are different. The job site is different every day. It better be different every day. Something better be changing on the job site. So you've got a, a very dynamic set of work conditions there. Uh, you do have uh uh, as you said, the average construction worker works somewhere around 1400 to 1500 hours a year. So uh, that's out of a total of available 2000 hours. So because of work or waiting on materials or waiting on equipment, you do have those on and off times. Uh, so there's there's certainly a dynamic there. Plus you're always working with a different crew. Um, most of the time in construction you're not working alone you're not you're working with a crew of three or four or five people you know to uh uh in some of the trades you know you have to have if you're going to be setting trusses on a roof you have to have somebody on the ground to hook the trusses up you have to have people at the building to fasten the trusses if you're setting steel you have to have People on the ground hooking up the steel. You have to have people up in the air uh, at each end of a beam to position it and fasten it to the columns. So, in every one of these instances, yes, you have some flexibility. You're working with different people. You also have responsibility to others. Quite frankly, if I have a crew of three people and the steel's going to show up that morning and uh, I can't be there because um, you know, whatever. It's not just me that's missing work, it's my two, it's my other team members also. So there's a certain team aspect to it that a lot of folks don't understand. So there's there's a, a good combination of dynamic flexibility and responsibility that goes into a successful construction worker.
3: So Lynn, you have mentioned that they need a website, they need a social media presence. Monica mentioned an online employment application so that we can actually get applications in the door. Are there other pieces of technology that we can use in the physical hiring process? So we talked about it in the realm of education and letting people know that the construction industry is such a great place to work, Um, but are there other pieces of technology that you see your members using in like the physical hiring process?
2: I think uh, probably post-hire is part of it as far as orientation uh, to the company and understanding what the company does and what sort of projects they do. I think a lot of companies will have a, a website that shows what sort of projects they work on. I mean, so many companies now follow their owners wherever they go. Technology has allowed companies not to be just based in Columbia or just based in Springfield or just based in wherever, uh, if they are retained by somebody who's building Walgreens, they may be building Walgreens in a three or four state area. Right. And that, so the technology not only allows the construction thing, but I think as a new employee, uh, as you're being hired and as you're trying to understand what the company does, having that information about what sort of work the company does, what sort of projects they do, what their footprint is, uh, what sort of uh, employee policies they have, um, what sort of uh, uh, things they do for their employees and what sort of culture they have uh, to to help people feel as part of the company are all, all components of, of, a, of a strong presence, uh, strong technology presence for these folks.
3: So you're talking about like almost publicly displaying what, what their company is, what they do, what they're all about, as well as how they can benefit the employee um, through true benefits as you think about them, but also... Um, like we talked about flexibility and different things like that. So having that information out there is really good.
2: Yeah, it helps. It helps uh, people feel as if they're part of something. It helps them understand, you know, construction is a team sport. And it helps them understand that they're part of the team. They can take pride in the company that they work for. They can take pride in the projects they build. And that's that sort of thing I see a lot of social media presence on. Projects that are being completed or projects that are started, it's a great place for companies to post videos of uh, setting the last piece of steel or uh, installing the last door or the ribbon cutting or whatever. And they can have uh, pictures of the construction team, recognize folks that way. So there are a lot of opportunities in technology there to uh, help people people after they're hired or, or even before they're hired, understand that this is this is a place that I would like to work. Yeah. And and help me get on board. It. I
3: think I that know high- many, oh, I know I many of our construction friends are not super technological yet, especially <laughs> when we get into the owners and the like the people who are really the decision makers in construction. So um sometimes we use the word tech phobic, which is a little bit degrading, I think. So maybe we should stop using that, but it's kind of the reality. So are there, so this, we recognize that this is super important. Are there people that can help those construction owners and managers that aren't as tech savvy or how do they engage in this? like education and hiring online and showing what their company culture is and all of those things.
2: Well, ultimately their job is to build things. Their job is not to be a techie person. Their job is to look for work opportunities. Their job is to uh, build a good construction team. Their job is to manage their jobs safely and make sure that the clients that they're working for are happy. Uh, I would hope that the smart construction executive hires a company like may create to do that work for them. I don't want to sit here even as a trade association executive. I don't want to sit here and screw around building my website. I don't want to sit here and screw around building my database. I want to have people I can call who I can trust uh, to do the job for me. So, if I'm sitting in the C-suite, I want to call you or someone similar to you. I don't want to say that. There's nobody similar to me.
3: <laughs> oh, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I want to make sure that I, you know. I, I the smart person hires good subcontractors and hires good uh, support team, and uses somebody that that can do that for me. That that's my I I, I know enough that I can get on a podcast. I know that enough that I can create a podcast, AGC of Missouri. A couple of years ago, I started our own podcast. Uh, I podcast AGCMO and it's, uh, you know, it, it's a, another way to get the word out. That's as far as I want my technology to go. I don't want to build the website, but there again, it's all subcontracted out. It's all, it's all third party operations. Mm-hmm.
3: So where they know that their strengths are inside of the construction project and they're hiring subcontractors for the things that are not in their realm, they also need to do that for their business, whether it be IT or marketing or HR or something like that. You're saying that they need to go out and find those companies because they definitely exist.
2: I think there are companies of a certain size, you know, when you when you're talking about large national firms or folks like that that have the wherewithal to have full-time IT people or full-time web designers. uh, Those are few and far between. If I look at our membership of our uh, 530 companies, 80% of them are small businesses. Mm -hmm. There There are the large folks, and I get that, But the vast majority uh, of folks in the construction industry, we are a very fragmented industry. You know, if you if you go to buy a computer, you know it's going to be one of three companies. If you go to get on an airplane, it's going to be one of four airlines. Mm -hmm. If you go to buy, uh, if you go to start a construction project, you've got thousands of of companies to choose from. So it's a very fragmented industry. A lot of small businesses. So the smart small businesses subcontract at work.
3: So after they've built the system that they're going to use to hire people and and do that online, are there any hidden gems in job boards or job posting sites um, that that people are definitely looking at? So I know for us, like we use Indeed and LinkedIn. Um, Are there any hidden gems in the construction industry that, can certainly help find workforce um, people to come into the workforce.
2: Uh, I think the two you mentioned are basically it. I haven't seen anything construction specific. Um, this this uh, Missouri.byf.org, we try to push information there, and there's a job board there. I think there are some localized job boards in different cities uh, that maybe some uh, – uh, trade press have or or places like that. Um, I'm the chair of the state workforce board Mm -hmm. uh, for the state of Missouri. And I know that the state workforce system uh, has a new strategic plan that we've been working on for uh, job centers connected so that we can have all the state uh, job agencies all connected. You know, there are there are uh, a dozen or more job centers across the state of Missouri that are publicly funded that don't cost me anything to post a job, uh, mm-hmm. that, that have uh, send it out to all the folks who, who receive uh, any sort of benefit from the state and also anybody that's looking for a job. So I wouldn't be spending my time as the chair of the state workforce board if I didn't think the public system you know, the private system, the Indeed and LinkedIn are great, but the public system is making a significant investment in technology to connect all the job centers. So that if I'm in St. Louis or Kansas City or Jefferson City or Springfield, I can go into my job center free of charge, go online, and I can look at all the construction jobs across the state. Sure. Uh, so, so that that is, a, that is a, another portal for people to go to. They're also, we're working with uh, veterans organizations uh, that folks, whether it's uh, the VA has another place that folks can go and and look for work opportunities. So those are other good opportunities.
3: So Lynn, I know we could sit here and talk literally all day. Um, Unfortunately, people don't love listening to things all day. (laughs) Monica, do you have any more questions? Or Lynn, do you have anything that you feel like we didn't touch on today that really we need to bring to the light about using tech to hire construction employees?
2: I think the main the main message as far as the tech is that it's a way to get your company or your opportunities. Using technology effectively does sort of bring reality into uh, a format like this that you don't want people stumbling around on the job site, you don't want people uh, out there where they could get hurt or, or worse, to experience the joy and and the excitement of a construction career, and technology in the last ten years really has allowed us to bridge that gap. So, mm-hmm. using that effectively is good. Using the MissouriBYF.org is great. Listening to the I podcast AGC Mo uh, thing helps you understand what's going on in the industry. So it's 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 not coming; it's here. The VR goggles, autonomous vehicles, all those sort of things are, are hitting our industry, and and the smart company owner is ready.
1: And I think if people can think about the hiring experience more like they think about the sales experience and mm-hmm. realize that a lot of the things that you share with people publicly to gain their business are the same things that you need to share with new hires. It's just the act of actually engaging in talking about your company and sharing with with other people what you do that they can bridge that gap because that application coming in is it's like the final step that's what I'm hearing you say is like, there's all these things beforehand. There's the educational piece and then they're like aware. And then they go to your website and they check you out or they go to your social media presence and they check you out. If there's nothing there, then they might just move on to the next company that has that kind of thing. So it's it's a, it's a a much longer funnel than what we think it is. It, you know, we're like, oh, we should just place an ad on LinkedIn and then we'll get lots of applicants. And because of the educational gap, we have to fill all that in with positive messaging, both from organizations like AGC of Missouri and also from the individual organizations doing their part to share how awesome their companies are. Cause I know that our construction clients tend to be humble and they they're like men of few words. And so they don't want to talk a lot about themselves. And <laughs> it's always fun to extract that information.
2: Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> it's I, I understand that. It's, they, they like building stuff.
1: They do. And we love building stuff for them because <laughs> it is very fun because it's like so cool to be part of something so big. You know, we always say that we like to build stuff for people who build things that are harder than the things that we build. Because yeah. <laughs> it makes so you important.
3: Building roads is harder than building websites. <laughs> for some. <Yeah. laughs>
2: for it sure. doesn't rain on a website. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Isn't that true? Well, thank you so much for your time today, Lynn. I really appreciate it. Why don't you let people know where they could go online to learn more about AGC?
2: Learn more about AGC by visiting our website at www.agcmo.org. All the descriptions there of what we do, see who our members are, Uh, visit our podcast visit our workforce opportunities. So agcmo.org, it's easy to find.
3: And what platforms can they listen to your podcast on, Lynn?
2: They can listen on any platform they want to, uh, uh, Google, Apple, Spotify, you name it, it's all out there. And I put a social media post out every week when the, uh, if you, if you uh, follow, uh, follow us online, we put a LinkedIn and a Twitter and a Facebook announcement out for every podcast that comes out with a link to, to them right there.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And thank you, Stacy, for co-hosting with me. It was so great to not hang out on the island by myself today. And until next time, everybody, go forth and market with purpose.
0: Thanks again for listening to Marketing with Purpose. Head over to maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. Yeah, you heard me right, M-A-Y-E, create.com. For podcast notes and more resources to grow your business. Don't let your marketing suck. Get your pride on Market with Purpose.